Bible teaches against usury. You know, we, you don't charge unhealthy rates. You don't charge interest, usury, what the Bible uses. And the state actually uses the same term and actually limits it. But the way around it is that these payday loans are intended to be short-term help. The state of Tennessee limits it at 459%, which is crazy. It is crazy. You know, if you borrow $1,000, you and I go to the bank and we get, we may get charged in a year $100 in interest. But if you go to one of these payday loans, you borrow $1,000, in a year you're going to pay back almost $5,000. Do you need quick cash? Payday loans can give you the cash you need today. Wait, before you run down to Pirate Pete's Payday Loans on Lamar, did you know that the interest rates are usually anywhere from 300 to 500% annually? That's what I said, 300 to 500% annually as you make that payday loan. Hi, and welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler, and today I'm looking forward to bringing a dear longtime friend to the microphones, Travis Moody. How are you doing, my brother? I'm doing great. I appreciate <laughs> you having me here. Well, we haven't seen each other. Well, we have seen each other, but not in the studio, That's not right. on the microphones. That's right. You and my son are at church together at Life Church. This is exactly right. You've been on staff as a staff pastor, and uh, we first met, you were with Crown Financial Ministries. Yes, I think in 2008 or nine, yeah. when I was with Crown Financial Ministry. And how long were you with Crown? I was with Crown for maybe five years. Okay. And uh, before I came on staff at the Life Church as a stewardship pastor. So I've been in Memphis the last 14 years, I guess. Of course, you are Memphis homegrown, Hamilton High? Yes, proud graduate of (laughs) Memphis Hamilton High School. Okay, I'm a proud graduate of Kingsbury High School. Yes. Okay, so another public school. That's right. We were in the same division. We used to play sports against Kingsbury. Of course, we were much better than Hamilton. No, (laughs) (laughs) No, we're not going to start the rivalry now. Yeah, I got it. Kingsbury through elementary school, through middle school, and, and of course graduated from Kingsbury and was very thankful that I could do that. And uh, mom still lives in the neighborhood. so Same here. My mom yeah. still lives in South Memphis in yeah. the same house I grew <laughs> yeah, up yeah, in. Yeah, same house. And so, yeah, it's neat just to see how life has changed, you know, really for both of us through the city and time's gone by. So after you graduated from Hamilton, you went to Georgia Tech. Now, did you play football at Hamilton? Yes, I played football at Hamilton and I went to Georgia Tech on a football scholarship. Okay. And how well did you do? playing football at Georgia Tech? <laughs> well, I enjoyed it. We had some good years and some bad years. Uh, I was able to, to become a starter in my fresh redshirt freshman year and enjoy some good years. Had an injury, so I didn't finish up as well as I wanted. But uh, but great. I love Georgia Tech. Was still able to, to have a g- great education and get an engineering degree from a great school. Amen. What position did you play in football? I played nose guard. Ooh. So at that t- point, you know, I was a 300-pound nose guard and <laughs> – in the middle of the trenches where all of the action happened. Oh, my goodness. Now, you still can't have the diet of a nose guard, can you? No, I can't do that now. No. I was going to say, you have to, you have to make some adjustments on that. Def- I definitely had to do that. Oh, my. And did you meet your wife in college? I actually met my wife in the first grade at Alsey Elementary. Did you? Yeah, so we grew up We grew up in Memphis. I've been knowing her all her life. I, I tell people I knew her before she knew herself, you know. <laughs> so we, we met in first grade. Went to, We were both bused to Wooddale Junior High School and went to different high schools, but can't continue to be friends. And after college, uh, when I was getting ready to graduate, we got she, she said, hey, why don't we get married? We never dated, never <laughs> kissed or anything. 
and uh, ended up getting married. I said, well, no, you could have had all of this before. <laughs> but no, we got married and uh, been married 32 years. That is beautiful. I, I love that story, meeting such at a tender age. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, what about your faith journey? When did that begin? So I was uh, baptized in, in 1976. So I and, and really made it, knew the decision I was making, nine years old, made a decision for Lord at Pentecostal Missionary Baptist Church in uh, South Memphis. And so made a decision during the teenage years, had struggled, you know, just like many people do. In college, really, was when I, f- I felt I committed to living a Christ-like life. But what was it? Was it another student, friend, or roommate, or what was it that challenged you? In co- maybe through yeah. a program in the sports, or what happened? Well, it, actually, I think the seed was planted in high school. I went to, I had a fellowship of Christian athlete. Uh, I was organization at my high school. Actually, there's a, a guy at Bellevue Baptist Church led it at my high school, Dr. Sexton. I don't know if you got a chance to yes. meet Dr. Sexton. Jimmy Sexton? No, do- his, his dad. Well, his dad's Jimmy Sexton. Okay. Yeah. Well, we, yeah, we, he's, a, he's a dentist. Yes, he's a, de- he's a dentist. Yes. So uh, Dr. Sexton led this group of, of Fellowship of Christian Athletes with another guy named Soup Campbell. I don't know if you've heard I know him. Soup, yeah. So these, Soup was a young guy. <laughs> Dr. Sexton was already, you know, a, a, an adult. But they led this organization. And so that really planted seeds for me as an athlete that I could also love God. I didn't know everything about it, but that planted some seeds for me. And so when I went to college, I kind of continued it. I went fortunate, had a great coach who was a Christian, Bill Curry at Georgia Tech. And he would actually take us to church with him. Would he really? <laughs> yes. And, um, he got a lot of criticism for it. People thought he was, you know, enticing players. But man, he was just such a great Christian, such a great man that that influenced me. Before I ended college, I really made a commitment. Yes. I, I was reading, I was learning, going to church. And really made a decision that I wanted to live for Christ. Travis, I love that. And we need godly influencers. And as we grow and mature in our faith, we need to become godly influencers right. as well to those in our home and then those that God, you know, gives us uh, in our neighborhoods and wherever yeah. we might be, you know, to, to be that example for Christ. You also have authored how many books? Three books? Three books. Three books. Yes. Yeah. One is called Focus on the Giver, Not the Gift, 10 Strategies for Building a Generous Church Culture, also Financial Breakthrough, God's Plan for Getting Out of Debt, and then Winning the Guide to a Life of Peace and purpose. Yes. So you you stay busy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I started the first one was financial breakthrough, really just sharing our story on how we got out of a, a, a bad financial situation. We had over $100,000 in debt. Whoa, 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 wait, did you say $100,000 in uh, debt? $100,000 in debt. Not including the house. I'm talking about credit card, personal debt, loans, student loans, that type of thing. And uh, we struggled, and we, uh, but we went through, that's when we connected with Crown Financial Ministries. And through that, we were able to pay off $100,000 in debt in three years. So that first book really just shared our story on how we were able to pay off $100,000 in debt in three years. And so that began the relationship. You go on staff ultimately. Yes. Yeah, so after I wrote that book, I really felt God calling me to help people financially. I didn't know exactly what that meant, but I had written that book. And, and again, I was still in the corporate world. By this time, I'm I'm a uh, an executive with Target. Now, had you already gotten your MBA at Duke? Yes. Okay. But yes. Th- I had my MBA at Duke. I was working in the corporate world. I really I wrote that book and really felt God calling me to help. I remember getting a call from a, a, the pastor who was at Mississippi Boulevard at the time and said, hey, I want you to 
come and help at my church. Can you come and teach this? And, and I came and taught. And again, I was living out in Arkansas. I was living in Little Rock. And I really felt when I came and taught that seminar and that workshop, I really felt this is what God has called me to do. And so we pack up, we packed up out of Little Rock, moved to Memphis, quit my job and came here to work with Crown Financial Ministry. Okay. So, and of course, as I mentioned, you have been on staff at Life Church as a, as a pastor yes. and, and helping in a variety of ministries yes. and discipleship. I know has been also part of that men's group and things that you've done there at Life Church. But uh, recently, there's been this uh, opportunity that uh, you've moved to this organization that you've created called Forward Memphis, and it's designed to help people move forward in their financial lives. And it's uh, a trusted, affordable, and sustainable alternative to payday lending, which we opened up with. Right. And and that's crazy, uh, Travis. Three hundred to five hundred percent interest on these payday loans which are commonly commonly disguised as fees. Right. And by comparison now, credit card rates fall within the range of 15 to 30% APR. That's right. And a personal loan rates are even lower. But uh, these are so incredibly high. I mean, you can get caught in a cycle. Yes. So what we found is, you know, I've been working at the Life Church as a stewardship pastor, but also consulting with other churches, helping them to develop stewardship ministries, helping their teach financial principles. And what I found was when I went into churches, inner city churches, I saw different problems than I do when I go to Bellevue or Second Prez or even at the Life Church. Uh, I saw many of the, the the church, much much of the church had payday loans. Again, these predatory lending, they target certain communities. Well, I mean, this is crazy. I understand that Memphis has become the payday lending capital of the world. That's exactly right. There are more payday loan stores in Memphis than any other any other city per capita. There are more payday loan stores than McDonald's and Starbucks combined. Here in Memphis. In Memphis. And again, they're not they're they're concentrated in certain parts of Memphis because they're none in Carrieville and they're none in Germantown. They're in South Memphis where I grew up, or Orange Mound, or Frazier and Whitehaven and Hickory Hill. And, and so they're tar- they're targeting the most vulnerable parts of our city. And I realized we needed to do something about it. And isn't there some Bible reason for this too? Isn't there some biblical reason against this type of yeah. lending? So the Bible preaches against teaches against usury. You know, it says, you know, we you don't charge unhealthy rates. You don't charge interest, usury, what the Bible, the term the Bible uses. And the state actually uses the same term and actually limits it. But the way around it is that these payday loans are intended to be short term help. So the state limits, the state of Tennessee limits it at 459 percent, which is crazy. It is crazy. You know, when you you borrow a thousand dollars, if I if. You know, if you borrow a thousand dollars, you and I go to the bank and we get we may get charged in a year a hundred dollars in interest. But if you go to one of these payday loans, you borrow a thousand dollars in a year, you're going to pay back almost five thousand dollars. And that's within like a for a 14 day loan we're talking about for some of these loans. Right. But the problem is if you don't have it's a payday loan. If you don't have it this payday, they're banking on you not having it next payday, which is typically you won't have it. You know, if you don't have $500 this payday. Because we're talking about people who are living paycheck to paycheck. Paycheck to paycheck. They're working. Well, yes, uh, living paycheck to paycheck. right? The typical payday loan client is actually, they have a decent income. They're nurses and police officers and teachers. Well, and according to the study by the Global Financial Literacy Excellence Center at George Washington University, 42% of millennials 
have used payday loans as a way to dealing with debt or upcoming bills such as rent, utilities, food, right. or medical bills. Right. And those are millennials. Right. And what we see is in our community, it's people who are working everyday jobs. Many of them have education. They have, they're professionals, but they get caught into a tough situation when you're living paycheck to paycheck and then life happens, which when it, which does. Yes. Now you don't have an option. So the typical bank loan, you can't get a bank loan under 650 credit score typically. Well, the average credit score in Memphis is 633. So that means the average Memphian can't go into Regions Bank and First Horizon to get a loan. The right. average Memphian. And so we're we're not talking about dealing with 5% of Memphis. We're talking about 50, 50% of Memphis could be impacted by this. Wow, Travis. I mean, this is devastating you know, for the family and for the individual who is just trying to get through life, you know, and gets caught in this cycle. Uh, You having accumulated such great debt, you understand the the pressure because there's a weight, there's a depression, you know, that's on you when you feel like oh, you had this much to owe, and then you, but you just there's these rollovers or renewals that they do. Right, you you renew it because you 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 know it's intended to be short term, two weeks, but obviously if you don't have it in two weeks, you renew it. And the typical payday loan customer has it over a year. Yeah. Or title title loan customer has it over a year. And so, for instance, I we we met with someone recently that had a title. They needed two thousand dollars or eighteen hundred dollars. They borrowed on their their car. Well, they've been paying three hundred and twenty dollars since last October a month, and they still owe eighteen hundred. So they've already paid over two thousand dollars back, and they'll have that another year. They would have paid over six thousand dollars for this eighteen hundred dollars that they borrowed. And and there's no government restrictions or prosecution for for these swindlers. Yeah, unfortunately, no. And so that's the reason why we started Forward Memphis is we needed to have an alternative. So we created this collaboration with the banks. Uh, we have banks like First Horizon that are partnering with us, Hope Credit Union, uh, churches and companies that created this collaboration. Because the, the banks aren't really set up to to lend to this group uh, because of all of the regulation. So how did, how did you negotiate with these people and, and why you choose these well, banks? Or? What we found is that we had a... We had a passion to help this group of people. And we found out that other organizations do as well. Like the banks want to help. And they actually get pretty significant tax credit, CRA credit, for impact in this community. But they just, it doesn't work for them to lend to them. So they they were very excited about working with us. It allows them to, to impact the community, which, you know, CRA encourages them to do. Yes. Uh, but organizations like, for instance, it could be Bellevue Baptist or Mount Vernon Church. People, they have people who come to them for money or Agape, for instance, or Neighborhood Christian Center. They come to them for money. Well, what we do is we provide one-on-one coaching to assess how to best provide help to them. And it's, in some cases, we may say, you know, we don't need to give them money. They need to do X, Y, Z, and then they'll be fine. So you kind of evaluate their situation. So is that the first step in the process? Yes. Oh, that's definitely the first step. We found uh, when churches or organizations that, that people come to and ask for money, they felt, one, they didn't know whether they were really helping. Two, they didn't know whether it was sustainable. Like, is this going to help next month? Are they going to be back in the same situation? And three, they didn't feel comfortable getting into the the details. The, you know, the, the pastor at Life Church is, does not want to know, you know, what are you paying for cable and what is your car note? And they don't want the pastors do not want to get into that. Yeah. So they partner with us to go through the details. So we get bank statements. We get income check stubs. So we know exactly 
here's how much money is coming in, and here's where it's going. So when they come to you, they're willing to be vulnerable, and they're willing to, to step out like this and give you, give you that personal information. Well, they have to in order to get help. Right. So we're like the emergency room. And so if you got a pain, if you have a problem, you have to go to the doctor, the hospital, and say, I'm bleeding, right? And they're going to ask all of the detailed questions and you're not going to hold anything back. Yeah. If you really want to get help. Yes. You know, if you come, if you, if you hold something back and say, well, you know, I don't really want you to check my blood. I don't really want you to weigh me. I just want to <laughs> give me some medicine. They're not going to do S- that. Send you home. Yeah. So how long in development did it take you to kind of get this formula, this nonprofit, you know, off the ground? <laughs> so we've been working on this for probably three years. I think it was 2019. So what's four years? Yeah. You started having conversations with Brian Jordan at First Horizon, Bill Bynum at uh, Hope Credit Union. Uh, there's an organization called Operation Hope. And the, the founder is John Hope Bryant. We started having conversations with him. He's in Atlanta, but another great organization, Agape. He's yeah. here locally. Representatives that are from, you know, the United Way, uh, driving the dream, and then all of these churches. <laughs> we just started started having these conversations, and you know it happens over years. And we finally got to the place where we thought, you know, here's the right collaboration. Yeah, here the here's the right way. Right. Um, and, and so and we, so you can lend money to clients is that if they start the process, go through the coach, and you see that they would qualify to receive some funds. I think you will lend up to five thousand dollars. Okay. So we have what we call our, our we have a freedom fund, and there's two components. There's a loan component. We can lend up to twenty five hundred at ten percent versus four hundred percent, right? With no credit check, which is which was we found was a big barrier. You know, if we had a credit check, they would not meet the criteria. The second part of it is a freedom grant, which is um, a grant that they don't have to repay. So the combined, a, a, a client could get up to $5,000 between the two of those. Okay. And so to qualify, you would have to go, is there a, a period of time you'd have to go through these coaching before that's no, determined? No, we, uh, again, we're competing with payday loans. So we don't have weeks yeah. <laughs> to respond because typically they need money within weeks. Are people open to, to do it this way? Yeah, the people who really need help are. And so what we found, again, a lot of people drop out because, you know, if they went to, um, you know, uh, Pursuit of God Church and said, hey, I want to, you know, I, my lights have been cut off or I'm getting, I'm getting evicted and they asked for help in Pursuit of God says, yes, we want to help. We partner with uh, Ford Memphis. They're going to assess your situation and to tell us how to best help. So that's our partnership model. Well, we may assess them and we we typically meet with them within 24 hours. So it's a quick it's a quick turnaround. We get all of their as soon as they get us all of their information, we meet with them and we determine how to best help. We may say, great, uh, if you cut out cable, you cut out Netflix, and you, you, know, you, you do X, Y, and Z, then we can help, we can help pr- create a sustainable solution. Right. And they agree to it, and then we, we begin the process. How many clients are you working with currently? So we, we launched Citywide in April, and we've had about 200 applicants. So far. <laughs> in, in six weeks, we've had about 200. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow, that is incredible. And it's so important, you know, to get people on track. And you really feel good about yourself and about your your family and about, you know, when you when you can have order of your finances. As you well know, having having gone to such great debt, when you climbed out of it, that gave you a pretty good feeling, didn't it? Yeah. It, well, it takes a it, it, it allows you to live because when you're under that pressure, um, it impacts everything. 
And the reason why this is important to our city, because finances and poverty impacts everything. It impacts safety. It impacts an employee's ability to have people to come to work. It impacts education. It impacts everything when, when we're under a financial crunch as a city. I noticed, too, Travis, that you have a bilingual staff member mm-hmm. that helps those, I guess, from the Hispanic community to, to work through the same process. Yes. So most of our most of predatory lenders are uh, targeting African American and and Latino communities, uh, and so yes, we we got to figure out how to help uh, all of all of our all of our potential uh, Memphians. So when we say uh, fast cash businesses, they mm-hmm. should be totally avoided. I mean, listeners should not use a fast cash or fast advance you know type of service at all for any reason. Right. Right. That's what we want to provide is an alternative to it. And again, what we want to do is because um, it sounds like a quick fix and we want to provide ac- access. The, the, the other part of what we do is a pathway out of payday lending is we provide coaching, but we provide access to up to five thousand dollars because most of the the, the uh, payday lending is it's limited to under two thousand dollars. So you can right. you can really turn a family's life financial situation around with less than with four or five thousand dollars as we kind of wrap up the show today mm-hmm. travis can you give us some biblical guidance that helped you formulate and base forward memphis yes so part of what we want to do again is we we knew that usury was taught against that in the bible the other thing was that man jesus spent so much time talking about serving the poor that it's almost hard to open up the Bible. When he when he introduced himself, he said he said I I came to do what preach gospel to the I mean the first thing he talked about was the poor. When he talked about in in Matthew, I love the the parable when he talked about well you know he he separated the the sheep and the goat. He said, "You, you, you, sir. When you fed me and you, you, you looked after me, you took care of me." And people said, "Well, when did we do that?" He said, "Whenever you did it for them, you did it for me." So it is what we are we are created to do as Christians. We have to do for others. Um, you know, I'm looking at my my scripture that I'm reading this morning is First Timothy uh, six uh, seventeen and eighteen. It talks about command those who are who are rich in this present world uh, to to not be arrogant. And not to put their hope into their wealth, but put their hope into God who gives us everything to for our enjoyment. He said, but be do uh, do good and be rich in good things. Be generous and be willing to share. But we're asking people to we need part people to partner with us that uh, that are on the other side, that are not struggling with payday loans or on the side that they can be a, a part of the solution. Yeah. You know, because when I went to the first time I, I taught this and to somebody at Bellevue, they, they had no clue on what a payday loan was. <laughs> and and I understand that because it doesn't you know, it, it does. And this was a this was a person who was financially a, um, a worked in the financial institution and was well off. Never heard of a payday loan. Didn't no. understand the concept. Couldn't believe somebody would pay. T- they, they were like, oh, you're paying you're charging 10 percent. Why would you charge so high? Because they can't imagine four hundred percent. They could not imagine going to a car dealership and saying, "You know, we're going to pay four hundred percent interest." So, I think part of what we wanted to do was reach out to all of Memphis and say, "Let's partner together." We need churches, we need uh, foundations, we need individuals and companies to say, "This is our problem as well." We, we want to be a part of it. We can change the trajectory 
of our community mm-hmm. by coming together. Uh, that was my next question. How can our Bot Radio Network listeners best assist Ford Memphis to best impact our city? Yeah. And, and you talked about these coaches. Yes. So we are a nonprofit organization, and we're funded through, through donations. Um, again, we, we're fortunate to partner with First Arising, and, and they're providing funding. But we also, because what we realized, once we open up, there are a lot of people in Memphis. So we had to, we had to hire more people. Uh, we're, we're providing p- coaches that are, that are, are staff that we're, we're paid to, to help people. And so we, we need partners to come along and provide uh, support, financial support for us. We also need churches. Um, even though it doesn't impact the suburban church directly, there are very few people, even at the Life Church, there are very few people at the Life Church that would have payday loans. We still see it as an opportunity for us to, to impact our city. Yeah, but oftentimes you will find people from uh, in the inner city will come and knock on a suburban church, yes, hoping to get help. Yes, and and uh, what we want to do is the partner with that church. Yes. We want to partner with. We just started a partnership with Second Presbyterian because uh, they have a lot of people again that come to them for help. Well, we want to really help them, and it may not be help to pay their utility bill or to pay their rent for the month without talking to us. <laughs> Yeah. What we want to do is to, to to meet with the the person, to partner with this church, and say, okay, let's see how we can really help them long term. And it may mean, I mean, a lot of times we're saying, this is not the right, this is not help. Paying that rent as much as as hard as it is not to pay it, this the best help we can do, the best way to love them is to say, we're not doing that unless you give up that car or you give up the two thousand channel cable that you have how can we connect with you what's the best way to contact you so you can contact me at forwardmemphis.com that's our website i'm at travis at forwardmemphis.com i would love to connect with people who are interested in partnering with us and travis what do you ultimately hope forward memphis will become if we if we're successful and if god shows favor we would end predatory lending in memphis that would be our objective so we could see some close signs on those businesses yes you know they're right now we <laughs> they started 114 of those stores we've this down to around 110 if we're successful they won't have any business here in memphis let's put them out of business friends let's get behind forward memphis pray for this ministry help support the ministry financially if you uh, i would have an interest in becoming a coach and learning more about becoming a coach in this ministry, call Travis, contact him through the website forwardmemphis.com and get all the details there. Travis, God bless you, my brother. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on your show. I appreciate you and all what you're doing for Christ's kingdom, for his glory, for his honor. Thanks for stopping by today. Thank you. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. It's my pleasure to have Travis Moody from Forward Memphis here in the studio. I love Travis, love this story and how God is bringing this uh, new work into light moving it forward, and we want to help do that too here on Bot Radio Network. Thanks for listening. I'm Byron Tyler, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Mid-South Viewpoint. The show is archived for on-demand listening on our website at botradionetwork.com. Stay tuned to Bot Radio Network to fill your day with God's Word.